Well, all right, let's get into God's Word together as, uh, as we uh, study um, today. We're going to be in Psalm 121. Uh, the title of our message today is Help. <laughs> and as we get into a new year, um, and as we come out of 2020, and as we're be- we have begun now, we're, uh, what is today, January, for, for you, it's January the 10th, and um, it's just a um, reminder for us, 2020 has been, of the help that we so need, a reminder that we are a people in need of help. And in 2021 is, like I said, uh, you know, only less than two weeks in, uh, and we've already been reminded again that we're a people in need of help. So I want to talk to you today about where our help comes from in this new year and where we need to be looking and not looking uh, in the days ahead, because uh, we do need help. I need it. You need it. Uh, the church needs it. Our nation needs it. Everyone needs help. Uh, life is difficult. At times, life is, is painful. Um, it's, it's, it's challenging, and, and we need help. Uh, as 2020 rolled over to 2021, people could not be excited enough, it seemed, uh, for that to happen. If you watched any of the New Year's Eve shows, you know, it's like, finally, 2020 is behind us, and we're on to 2021. And I understand. I get it. 2020 was a wild ride, to say the least. Um, But, you know, in January of 2020, we had no idea, I know I didn't, of what was what was what was to come. I had no idea that in a matter of months that we would uh, we would need we would need to, to shut down our in-person services for a while. That this pandemic would take place and uh, the lives that would be lost, the people that would get sick, the jobs that would be lost, the economy and how it would affect that. We, we had no idea, and so I can understand why everyone would be eager to turn the page on 2020. But at the same time, one thing 2020 should have taught us is that we do not know what the future holds. We, we, we have no, we don't determine the future. Uh, we don't know if 2021 will be a better or worse collective year, so to speak. Uh, case in point, Wednesday I watched as people that seemed in crazed desperation stormed our capital, forced their way in, and seemingly it looked like they took over for a while. It was horrible and embarrassing for our country. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen um, in our culture, in our nation, or in our own lives in any given, any given year. And all of a sudden, as we're only uh, a few days in, uh, you know, less than two weeks in to 2021, and there are a lot of people that I think are ready to return it for a full refund. And, uh, but we know that's, that's not possible. Uh, we don't know what the future holds. Uh, but as we approach a new year, we do so with the understanding, as, from a Christian worldview, that the world is fallen, uh, that people are sinful, uh, that we sin, and that other people sin and, and sin against us at times. And, and, and the, the world, bad things happen. There is sickness and there is trouble and there is tragedy. And life is short and life is fragile. And thankfully, God is holy and God is sovereign and God is just and God is gracious and merciful and good. And we are grateful for those truths today. But with so much that is uncertain, how do we approach the the new year with so much sickness and turmoil in our nation how do we approach 2021 now that we're in it today i think we need to remember where our help comes from uh, i think we're i think we know 
Uh, maybe, maybe there's a little anxiety uh, for some as we start a new year. What does the, the year hold and, and the things that are, are troubling us now and, and how do we deal with these things? We need to remember where our help comes from. Whether we've got big plans or whether we're struggling with worry, we need to remember where our help comes from in all times. Times of trouble, times of uncertainty, times of pain, times of plenty. We need to know where our help comes from. And, 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 and in all times, we need to be looking to the same place for our help. And so Psalm 121, is where we're at today. This is a psalm of ascent. The psalms of ascent are Psalm 120 through Psalm 134. Um, what we do know about these psalms is that they were used on the journey, the ascent up to Jerusalem for worship. They were organized. However, that, that doesn't mean that they were all originally wrote uh, for that purpose alone, but they were arranged for that purpose and used for that purpose um, uh, by the Israelites. And so Psalm 121 is one of the well-known ones. And so look with me at Psalm 121 verses 1 through 8. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Step back for a second. Look at the psalm. The, the first two verses are very personal, right? You see the, uh, the my's there. The, the, my, uh, where does my help come from? I lift my eyes to the hills. And then verses 3 through 8, it kind of it transitions and he's talking about, you know, your, you know, keep your foot. He keeps you. So it goes from the first to the second person here. And so you ask, why the change here? Well, it, a couple of reasons that, uh, that, that Bible teachers and scholars give for this. One, it could be an internal dialogue. Uh, so he's talking to himself, right? Um, and, and, so, uh, and we all preach to ourselves, right? We all, and the important thing is that we preach things that are true. Uh, you'll tend to believe what you do preach to yourself, so it needs to be true. Uh, we, we need to preach truth to ourselves. And so it could be that he's preaching truth to, to himself. You see that throughout the Psalms where the psalmist does um, speak to himself. You know, why are you cast down, O oh, my soul? You know, uh, he'll, he'll talk to himself there and preach to, the truth to himself, hope in the Lord. Um, and so it could be that that's what's happening here, or it could be, uh, some have pointed out that it was written, could be written as in a more interactive, I guess you would say, maybe a conversational sort of way. One person noted it could have been sung in parts, that this is a song, could have been sung in parts, and so it could have something to do with that. Um, we don't necessarily know for sure, but, it, but we do know this, it, there is both an individual component and a corporate component to it. What I mean by that is this, you see a lot of my's and you's, talking about an individual person, but you also see the corporate uh, uh, body here of Israel, right? That's God's people, and this is a psalm for God's people. It it it, it is the, it is here the the follower of Yah the one who is trusted in Yahweh, um, who has looked to uh, him for help, and it is it is it is the it is God's children both at the individual and corporate level, the body here, Israel, um, and the individual Israelites that God looks after, that he keeps. Um, applying it here today in the New, in the new Covenant, uh, we would say that yet God is intimately involved in the life of every believer. We, there's, there's practical application for this. And at the same time, corporately, we know he watches over and he helps his church, uh, the children of God, the people of God. 
So as we look at this text, I think there are three things that it should encourage us to do, that we should do as we, as we walk through it that will be helpful to us, that I think we can, that he's kind of doing here as well. We need to recognize, remind, and reflect um, as we go through this. Number one, I want us to recognize. We need to recognize that we are a people in need of help. In verse 1, he says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? The psalmist understood that he needed help. <laughs> uh, just by, by referencing this, he, he is acknowledging that, he's, that, that he needs help. Now, why is he looking to the hills? He says he, lift up, he lifts up his eyes to the, to the hills. There's a few reasons that he might be doing that. It could be looking towards Jerusalem as he's headed to worship. Um, it could be because the hills represent a place of refuge and protection. So he could be thinking about it that way. I lift up my eyes to the hills as a place of refuge and protection. But my help comes from the Lord. Or it could be because the hills represent a place of danger. Right? You could be on a journey and you could look up and you know what's in those hills. and what is, If I journey through them or what's going to come out of those hills and those mountains. One commentator in the, the expositor's commentary, I'm going to read to you a little passage from it, says he may have looked with anxiety if he expected robbers to be hiding in the hills. The hills provided cover for mobs and vagabonds who caused great harm to travelers. He may also have looked with great anticipation to the hills if he were on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Hidden among the hills was the holy city Jerusalem. Both thoughts may well have occupied the ancient traveler. Anxiety and anticipation. That's from the expositor's commentary in Psalms. Isn't that, isn't that a great thought? This, this idea that uh, anticipation and anxiety uh, could, could be in his mind as he looks to, uh, hills, uh, to the hills. And, uh, and that's obviously as we go through our lives as well. So imagine them using this psalm and singing it on the way to Jerusalem for worship. Imagine a long journey that they may look to the hills of Jerusalem, eager excitement, or maybe they look at some surrounding hills fearfully wondering what could happen next. But they trusted the Lord the whole way. Their help in completing the journey was in the Lord. That's who they were looking to. It's a great illustration, though, um, as others have pointed out, in all of life. Uh, that, that this, in the journey of the Christian life, for us, that, that we look to the Lord um, as we look to the hills, as we, as we wonder where our help comes from, we know that it comes from the Lord. And so whether we're in anxious times or times of anticipation, whether times are good or bad, uh, no matter what we're going through, our help comes from the Lord. And that question reveals that recognition of that need, that need for help. You know, life is difficult. Times get tough. The world has fallen. People are sinful. We are sinful. The world's filled with sin and its effects. And our choice is, choice is, is, is simple. Either we simply try to help ourselves through this life, or we look outside of ourselves for help. Wherever we look to for ultimate help, though, is where we're going to put our ultimate hope. Uh, whatever we ultimately look to, uh, to find ultimate strength to get through life, to, to ultimately carry us through and enable us through, to ultimately, uh, to, to, for our purpose and for our identity, ultimately that's what we're going to put all of our hope in. And, and we have to be careful with that. The truth is most people recognize they need help, but they look to it for it in the wrong places, whether it's inward or outward. Uh, their career success. Or financial security, if I just had a little bit more, if I could just do a little bit better. Temporal pleasures, man-made religion, Christless religion even. Uh, relationships and family even, good things like that. Uh, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can look to those things. And it's, it, listen, now it is helpful to have a career, right? Uh, money can be a helpful tool. It can also um, it can be helpful to take a vacation and to get away and to travel every now and then. Marriage and family are great and helpful blessings from God, obviously. 
But if these things are where your ultimate help come from in this broken world, then they will be where your ultimate hope will go. And they're all things that can be taken away. So we need to remind ourselves of something. That's number two. So we have to, we have to, we, 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 we have to recognize our need, but we need to remind ourselves that we, that we, number two, remind, we need to remind ourselves that our help comes from God, the eternal one, the all-powerful one, our God. My help, he says, comes from the Lord. And that word Lord in my Bible, and probably in yours, is in all caps. Because that's referencing the fact that he, he uses the name Yahweh there. The covenant name for God. The, the, remain, the name that reminds us that God is personal and that he keeps his promises. He says, this is who my help comes from. This is where the believer's help comes from. He says, God keeps Israel. And he says, God will keep you. The focus is on God's people, both corporately and individually. The world around us looks everywhere except to God and on God's terms for help. Believers are those that have come to God by faith in Christ and that are His children who receive His help. And before we can apply this any other way, we have to apply it savingly. When you think about Psalm 121, you have to let it lead you to Christ. <laughs> That's the purpose of it. That's the purpose of the Psalms. That's the purpose of the Bibles to point us to Christ. And if we've not received God's help in Christ to save us from our sin, we cannot expect verses 3 through 8 to be our story here. Jesus is the shepherd of his sheep. God takes care of his children. Yes, there's a common grace that we all benefit from in this world, but this is about, I want to talk to you about God's saving grace and this sort of help that he's talking about here in Psalm 121 is for only for those who have trusted Christ, the one who's come to ultimately be our help and save us from our sin. That's the good news of the gospel, that we're in need of help, and Christ came to help us. The Bible says in Romans, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. The reason we can travel the road of life with confidence in God's help is because he has given us the ultimate help in saving us from our sin. And the fact that Christ has come and died for us and been risen from the grave. And, and those who have put their faith and their trust in Christ, who have been helped by God in that way, who, who now look to God and say, he's my helper, he's my savior, he's the one who rescues me, he's the one I look to to take care of me, he's my, my king, he's my Lord. Those are the ones that can have the great confidence that our help comes from the Lord. It's believers. If you haven't trusted Christ, well, I would encourage you to do so today. We need to remind ourselves, though, as believers, as we journey through 2021, that the God who helped us in our salvation will continue to help us. He is our helper, and, 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 and we are in desperate need of His help. Ask yourself, where am I tempted to look for my ultimate help instead of the Lord? Ask yourself that. And remind yourself that the Lord is the one you're supposed to be looking to. Maybe for you it's money. Maybe you tend to, to, to care too much about money. Maybe it's family. Maybe, maybe, maybe if you're not careful, you, 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 you tend to, to prize that even above your relationship with the Lord if you're not careful. Maybe it's a temptation for you. Maybe it's career. What is it? Where do you tend to be tempted to run first when life is hard? Where are you tempted to run to for identity, purpose, and strength before God? You know, use the current day as an illustration. Our country has become so divided over some moral issues, um, some cultural issues, and yes, some political issues. 
But things things keep escalating, right? I mean, it, it's it's gotten very ugly at times in our nation, as we've seen. But let me be clear: the answer for our nation right now is not is not political, primary, primarily. Politics is not the answer. People on the right and on the left tend to prop up politicians as saviors, and to the point that some people almost act like they're they're not sinners. You know, they wouldn't say that, but it, 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 but that that's exactly what everybody is, right? Uh, I'm a sinner, you are a sinner, our leaders are sinners. Only Jesus is not a sinner. Only God doesn't sin. Now, but why do people do this? Why do people, why do, why do people, why do, people do this? Why, and why have we become so, why are we becoming increasingly divided? And why, uh, and, and there's multiple reasons for that, but why are people so crushed when their person doesn't win an election? When things don't go their way politically? Why do some people act like the world is ending because of it? Why do some people so demonize each other that they can only assume the worst in every situation? Why, why is this? Well, because for many, for some of them, it's because a verse like here in Psalm 121, these first couple of verses, in their life it reads a little different for them. For them, it's, if I lift my eyes to the hills and where does my help come from? My help comes from political power or my political party my, or my help comes from my nation and so all my hope is tied up into the success of the United States of America listen uh, but I, that, that's troublesome <laughs> as believers our help comes from the Lord period end, end of discussion um, listen I don't want you to only apply this message this way that may not be your temptation yours may be something totally different but it's relevant to the things going on in our nation today the point is, as Christ followers, we need to be regularly reminded in that, reminding ourselves in this fallen world where life is hard and people sin and we sin and things are difficult and nothing's perfect and bad things happen in all seasons of life, that our help always comes from the Lord. And that means our ultimate hope is to be in Him. He is the one that we ultimately are looking to. He's the one that, that brings the ultimate purpose to our lives. So, we need to remind ourselves of this. My help comes from the Lord. And then number three, we need to reflect. We need to reflect on God's power and protective care. Let's talk about God's power. He says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I mean, he's, ref he's reflecting here on the power of God, the creative, create, creative power of God. Imagine looking to the hills, maybe even with concern about what the hills hold. And he says, who made heaven and earth? In other words, God made that. My God made that. My helper made that. The one who helps me. He reflects here on God's unprecedented power, how he created the world, how he created the heavens and the earth. And listen, the power to help matters, doesn't it? <laughs> what good does it do uh, to have a helper who doesn't have the power to help? Be like if you came and said, hey, um, Josh, can I borrow your car today? I've got a real need. It would really be helpful to me if I could borrow your car. And I said, sure. Um, and, and let's say I said, it's not running right now. Uh, it's broken, but here's the keys, and you can borrow it. Would that be helpful? No, that wouldn't be helpful at all, right? I, 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 it would be better for me to look at you and say, I don't have the power to help you today. My car is not running. I'd be attempting to do something that I don't have the power to do. And so when he says the Lord, he says the Lord is, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. He follows that up. Who made heaven and earth? 
It's not just anyone we're talking about here. We're talking about the maker of all things. We're talking about the creator God. We're talking about our God who has created the heavens and the earth. So we need to reflect on God's power as we start this new year. You don't know what it holds. I don't know what it holds. We've got plans. We've got hopes. We've got dreams. Things we want to do. Things we want to see get better. But we don't know what it holds. But we do need to remember and we need, we need to reflect on the fact of the power of our God. He is where, he's our ultimate helper. He's the one we're looking to. And the ultimate thing that he's looking to do is to make us more like Jesus and to lead us to live on mission with him. Uh, that, he is going to help that come about in, our, in the life of the believer. He's going to help us become more like Jesus and ultimately we're going to be with Christ one day in a new heaven and a new earth and that's the trajectory that we're on and, and we're stumbling and we're bumbling along the way but God's working in our lives and he's helping and, 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 and this is what he's looking to accomplish in us to make us like Christ. And God's power can accomplish that. But I also want you to reflect on God's protective care and that's what he does in verses 3 through 8. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Uh, God is referred to as the one who keeps. Verse 5 says he is your keeper. And in, in about six times throughout verses 3 through 8, he talks about God is either the keeper or God, he says God keeps you. And that word keep means to, it's, it's a Hebrew word that means to watch, guard, protect, to preserve, to keep. And he references it throughout because that becomes the dominant theme of verses 3 through 8 of how the Lord is helping or what he's looking to for the Lord's help here. Because God watches over, God guards, God protects, God preserves his children. But how exactly does he mean this, right? Um, does he mean that bad things will never happen? He says, uh, down a few verses later, he says he'll keep you from all evil. But you have to read it in the light of the entire Bible, right? Uh, this is a song in the Psalms. It's poetry. And the Psalms themselves share painful moments of God's, that God's people went through. So it wouldn't make sense in light of the Psalms, much less in light of the rest of the Bible, to say bad things will never happen to God's people. That wouldn't make, Psalm 121 really, really wouldn't fit then, would it? Uh, it wouldn't even fit with some of the Psalms around it, where bad things have been happening that, that, that do happen to God's people. And with the, the Psalms of lament and things of like that nature when, when, when God's people cry out. Or in light of the Bible, just what we know. In light, the light, of, in light of the life of David, bad things happened in his life. Some by, his, by, by the results of his own sin. But, but also, I mean, we saw him being chased around. Uh, you read in, 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 in the Bible and you see him being chased around and trying to be killed by Saul. Um, and bad things happened to David. And so that's not, that's not what the psalmist means. He doesn't mean that bad things will never happen. That's not really the, the, the point. It, you need to think more ultimate. God will provide us ultimate protection. While we may experience suffering and hurt and pain, and yes, we will experience death in this life, we are always safe with Him. He is sovereign over all we encounter and is working for our good and for His glory. In fact, God can use the pain and even the hurt in this life for our good. That's the promise of Romans 8. That's how good God is at keeping His people. His providential care is perfect. And while bad things will happen, the ultimate bad thing will not. God will protect our souls. We are safe with Him in Christ. That, 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 we, we, that though everything around us may fall away, we won't fall away from Him and He won't fall away from us. That ultimately He's working for our good and for His glory at all times. We need to remember that.
He says he will not let your foot be moved, which is a picture of stability and security. God provides us with the ultimate security and stability we need in life. Now, as we think about 2021, who knows what it holds? But we do know who holds it. And we know no matter what happens, if we are in Christ, our eternity is secure. Nothing can change that. Isn't that in this crazy world, with what we've seen in 2020, if you're a believer in Christ, doesn't that give you great peace? That... That ultimately, when everything around us is shaking, when people are, are frantic, as, as we look around, that, man, our foundation in Christ is eternally secure, is eternally stable. That's the most important thing. Nothing can take that away. Nothing can take that away. Not, nothing political, not, 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 nothing, in, not, not, nothing. Romans 8 tells us, right? Nothing shall separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Not height nor depth. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing in the past, nothing in the future. Nothing can separate the believer in Christ from God's love in Christ Jesus. Security, stability. He even says God doesn't slumber and God doesn't sleep. God never needs a break from caring for you, in other words, he, or for protecting your soul. He, God never yawns and says, I'm so sleepy right now. This is a reminder that God is always watchful and always working in your life. He's never unaware of what's happening in in your life. He's very awake to everything and every need that you have. There's nothing that you need right now that God's God's unaware of. There's nothing that that you're longing for right now that God's unaware of. There's There's no hurt in your life right now that God is unaware of. There's no joy in your life right now that God is unaware of. He is very aware. He's watchful and he's working. He doesn't need to take a nap or a break. He's always at work in your life and in the world around us. When you go through seasons where you think God maybe has forgotten you, where you feel like you've been looked over or passed over, listen to me, God never forgets or looks over and past his children. He's never asleep at the will. God is watchful and God is working. He doesn't sleep, he doesn't slumber. He keeps you, he's keeping you right now. The only reason reason we're, we're, we're in Christ is because he keeps us. The only reason we haven't wandered off is because he keeps us. He's keeping you right now if you're in Christ. Now, as a parent, you're always a parent, right? I mean, there's never a time when you don't care if your child is okay. You're always concerned, always wanting the best for them, but you're not always in control. I'm learning that. You have to go to sleep. You have to go to work. They grow up. There are things simply that you can't control or predict in your life or their life. The most exhaustive care that we can imagine is that of a parent for a child it's the most complete that we can imagine it's just, it's it's in our kind of our human terms but it cannot compare to how our heavenly father cares for us just you, we think about it like you know you can't you can't turn off the switch right or being a mom or a dad or whatever with your kid you're, you're it's always on but you have to go to sleep and you have to be away from them and you can't control everything but god is never asleep and god is Sovereign over everything. He is in control. He's more than concerned. He's in control. And he's always watchful and always working in our lives. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He says, the Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. This could refer to the dangers of the, both the day and the night. One reference I read this week noted uh, the belief that some had that uh, belief that some had that the moon uh, could mess with your mind like the term being moonstruck that, that you hear. Uh, so it could even be a picture of both physical and mental protection, um, you might say. 
But shade keeps you from being exhausted, right? It gives you a rest from the heat. And isn't God our refuge? Isn't God our rest? Isn't God our shade in the heat of this world? Yes, He is. He keeps us. Verse 7, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. Verse 8, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. You're going out you're coming in. It's 24-7. No matter what you're encountering throughout your day, no part of this journey that they were on would God, would God not be keeping them. And no part of this life that we live is God not watching over and working in our lives. It's 24-7, going out, coming in. From this time forth and forevermore. If you're a believer in Christ, there's never going to be a time in your life where God's not caring for you. Where God's not protecting your soul, preserving you. Where God's not see, seeing to it uh, that things are accomplished in your life for, ultimately for your good and for His glory. You know, we can only have a relationship like this with God through Christ. As I mentioned earlier, when we were helpless, helpless sinners in need of God's help, Christ came. While we were at our worst, He came and He died for us. Bore our sin in His body. He rose again. Took the punishment we deserve on the cross. Bore the wrath of God for us and He rose from the dead. And that's the, the ultimate help we need. We need a Savior. And Christ came to save us. And if we turn from our sin and put our faith and trust in Christ, we receive the most important help. And, we, and the Bible says something very important. It's in the New Testament, it reveals as believers in Christ that the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our lives. So if you're a believer in Christ today, you have the Holy Spirit in your life today. And He's always with us, working in us and working through us. And in Jesus in the New Testament actually refers to the Holy Spirit as the Helper. The Helper. So Psalm 121 is no less true today than it was then. We have more insight into God's help than even the psalmist had. Listen, we, 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 we have the, the full revelation of, of God's word and, and we've got the New Testament and we can understand, we, man, just a fuller picture here. And listen, if you're a believer in Christ right now, you've been given the helper, right, in your life to empower you, to strengthen you, to help make you like Jesus and help you live for Jesus. And if you're not a believer in Christ, that's who you need. Where does your help come from? And ultimately, where is your help going to come from? When everything else is stripped away, when the things of this life pass away, if 2021 is worse than 2020 and if 2022 is worse than that, where is your help going to come from? Do you know the Lord today? Have you trusted Christ as Lord and as Savior? If you haven't, I encourage you to do that. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you'll look to God for salvation, if you'll look to Christ and turn from your sin and put your faith and trust in Him, believing He died in your place and rose again, if you'll trust Christ as your Lord and Savior, He'll save you today. And I encourage you to do so, to call out to Him in prayer. And if you have questions about following Christ, email us at info at gonorthpark.com. Reach out to us, contact us. Or if, if you make a decision to follow Christ today, if you trust Him, that we'd love to celebrate with you. and Contact us and let us know. We want to celebrate with you. We want to pray with you. That's the most important decision. But as believers in Christ, as we go into 2021, with the knowledge that no matter what the year holds, our help comes from the Lord. We, that's the kind of knowledge that we carry into this new year. And if we've misplaced it anywhere else, we need to repent. And we need to recalibrate our lives. If, if our lives are starting to look like, if people would look at us and say, I think your help comes from your career, your success, your family, your money, your politics, the government. I think your help comes from, and it's something other than the Lord. 
we need to repent. And we need to realize that if we're going to move forward in 2021 on mission, living for Christ, making much of Jesus, we need to be a people that we need to remind ourselves that our help comes from the Lord. We need to preach that to ourselves. And then we need to be reflecting in this new year on the power of our God and on His protective care. In church, North Park, as we hit encounter 2021, our mission has not changed, right? We, we say it this way, we exist to glorify God by helping people trust and follow Christ. That doesn't change in a pandemic or not a pandemic. It doesn't change no matter what's going on in, in, in our government or in our culture. It doesn't change no, no, no matter what's going on in our personal lives. The, the mission of the church stays the, stays the same. It's to make disciples, to glorify God by making disciples, to help people trust and follow the Lord Jesus. We can only help them in the power of the helper. We need the Holy Spirit to empower us and to help us as we seek to, to make disciples. In North Park, we can go forward into this new season and make disciples and serve others and lead people to Jesus. God's called us to it, so he'll help us do it. So let's be a people that lift our eyes to him and our hearts to him, knowing our help comes from him. And let's look to him in faith as we move forward in 2021. And as we close, let's call on God to help us. Let's lift the eyes of our hearts to him in faith and ask him to help us and to ground our hope in him as we seek to live 2021 for his glory. Would you pray for me? Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we are thankful today for your word and for your truth. We thank you for this psalm, this great psalm that um, is familiar to, to some, I'm sure, watching today even. And we, we pray that we would be a people, that people, when they see us and they see how we live, that they would say, oh, wow, their help comes from somewhere. Where does their help come from? We say, oh, my help comes from the Lord. He is the one sustaining me and giving me strength and, and empowering me today. And, and, Lord, that we would remember that today, that we would reflect on uh, your power and your, and your protective care. And, and, and it, if there's anybody watching today that needs to recognize, like, hey, I need help. Uh, first and foremost, I need help for salvation from my sin. And that, Lord, that the day that they would call on the Lord Jesus and be saved. But I pray for every believer to be built up in our faith as we move forward in 2021 to, to realize that our help comes from you. That's who we look to. It's who we're hoping in in this new year. And Lord, we pray that as a church that that would be true of us, that you would help us to move forward in the mission of helping people trust and follow Christ, seeing people saved, seeing disciples grow, uh, that Lord, that you'd help us as we seek to glorify you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name, amen.